The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Yo, 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 what's good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Kwame Lassiter Sometimes Rich Show from Ken with from the ATL. Ken, you on the line? I'm on the line, baby. What's going on? What's going on, Ken? How you doing, baby? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. How's everything going on that end? Everything's good up here in D.C. We're just chilling online with my Ken. Hey, people, see y'all listen. All three people are listening. Give us a call at 888-346-9144. And down by Ken area, down the bucket, it's Fofo. Fofo. <laughs> Fofo down there, right, Ken? Yeah, that's right. Fofo down here. <laughs> that's what we say down here. That's what y'all say down here, huh? Down here. For, for sure. For sure. That's all we say down here. For sure. <laughs> speak, uh, speaking of the South, uh, I'm very excited. We're going to be breaking down the AFC South. The South. Oh, yeah. South. We can break about the AFC South today. South we know today. how that rolls. <laughs> what else we got going on today? Hey, you know, we're just going to kick it, man. Talk about some current events. Chris Jack, Chris Johnson getting his money from the Titans. Ooh, yeah. yeah they, I, I still sure. think that's an underpayment, though, but oh, well. Well, you got to understand something. You know, you got two years left on your deal. They're not going to redo your contract. But what they did do, they took some escalators out the back end of his contract mm-hmm. and moved them to, the, to this part of his contract, which lets them know, lets Chris know, and let you know, a little good faith there for both two people is let him, you know, you play this year for $2 million. You know, yeah, you did last year with the work you did. You did about $2 million to get $2 million this year. Now, if you can do it two years in a row, then you get that big contract. Yeah, and that's what he's shooting for. And that was a little stretch, though, to, to seek $30 million guaranteed just for one season of work, huh? Right. So what you got to do is you got to put in that work. You know, he 2,006 yards, you know, let, what, what can you do the second year? You know, you got Terrell Davis in 98. He only had 2,008 yards, but next year he only put up 211 yards mm-hmm. and blew his knee out that second season. Mm-hmm. There's only one, one running back that's put over 2,000 yards in one season and came back and put up over – you know, 1,200, 1,400 yards, and that was Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. the best that ever did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to, you know, you, be consistent with it. You did it, mm-hmm. yeah, you did it last year, because really no one, you know, really thought much of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jamal yeah, Lewis, same way. Well, Jamal Lewis put up 2,000, and went back to the Cleveland the following year and put up two and a half yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, you just got to keep, keep working, keep thriving, keep doing what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and it'll all turn out for you, and that's what I think the Titans told him, and it's a good faith effort from the Titans mm-hmm. that you do care of your responsibility this coming year. We're going to pay you some escalators, mm-hmm. but then after this, after next season, 2010 season, mm-hmm. we're going to go back in the war room. We're going to come up with a nice contract for you. That's, you know, concept for what you've done for the last two years, maybe yeah. three, two and a half, three seasons. So, mm-hmm. Got it. What else is so, going on in lose? You, your boy Terrell Owens look like he might end up somewhere. What, that's what they're saying, but no one's actually um, – Jumping on top of it, no one is saying where. You know, Drew Rosen, Rosenhaus did it last year. We're talking about he had thirty-eight teams, only thirty-two teams in the National Football League, but he had thirty-eight teams after him. 
you know, probably some CFL teams, but no one wanted to jump on. So all of a sudden you heard overnight it was Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo jumped on. You know what? If Buffalo, if Buffalo didn't have the turmoil in, our, in the front office from the coaching staff and the drill manager and so forth and so on last season, I think T.O. would have had a better season than what he had. Yeah, but, but again, he still did better than over half the receivers in the league, though, when you look at his numbers. He played right. on a bad team. Yeah, I think six out of six, uh, 15 catches were over, you know, 20 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still a downfield threat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to catch every ball, but no receiver's going to catch every ball thrown to him. Yeah. Unless, you know, Hans Ward. And he still put but, up a 200-yard game right out of the, the, the week after the, the coach was fired when the uh, interim coach took over. He put up, they they yeah. threw it to him. That's the, the last coach didn't throw to that man. I'm like, man, I saw those games before he got uh, Dick Jaron. I said, man, throw him the ball. And that's what T.A. was getting, T.O. was getting frustrated over. Dick Jaron wouldn't involve the offense around Terrell Owens. I guess, you well, know. You know and to, you know, that was a Dick Jerron call to bring him in. So I think that was yeah. really just Dick Jerron just being Dick Jerron, you know, trying to show him, well, I didn't disagree with this pick and kept the ball away from him, went to Lee Evans. But when the, uh, the interim coach took over, they, the first game, he got it to T.O., stretched the field. The man put up 211 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, I, I just don't think that – I think that, you know, T.O. needs to go to a team that's going to have, you know, a, a, a consummate receiver on the other side – but also, I think Keo can go on some team and play slot somewhere mm-hmm. and just put a hurting on somebody, kind of like a Wes Welker type guy. Mm-hmm. I think that in his in his age now, he doesn't have to to go for the long ball all the time. He can just catch them balls, you know, seven eight yards from the line of scrimmage and let it speed to the record. He's still one of the fastest receivers in the National Football League, uh-huh. and he's hard and he's really hard to bring down. Yeah, he's one still person. a he's physical still, threat. Physical right. threat. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number one, and and the best thing about it though, and what's crazy, I, my thought process, Ken, is the fact that he is a game changer, still a game changer at 36 years old, mm-hmm. but and not being a running back, he's still a game changer, and still has one of the best bodies of work and an athlete in the game. I mean, this man is a physical freak of nature when he works out. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you want to have some on the team? You know, I think the the you know the team obliterators, what you know, Skip Bayless calls them, and some other media people, you know. I don't honestly. I don't think he. You can't fault the guy for wanting to get the ball, wanting to be part of your offense. He has sometimes he has a way of saying things, and doing certain things. But again, when it's all said and done, if you look at any of his experts on when he's on the sideline, he's not yelling at. He's yelling at the offensive line to block for the quarterback, mm-hmm. so he, so they can throw the ball. He's yelling at um, the quarterback, not really yelling. You know. I'm open, throw me the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What receiver was not going to – if you were a quarterback, Ken, wouldn't you want a receiver letting you know he's open all the time? Because exactly. receivers, as far as they're concerned, in my experience mm-hmm. for being coach and coaching is, and playing, is the fact that a receiver, no matter – he has 15 people around him, he thinks he's open. Mm-hmm. You want that as an interim receiver. Mm-hmm. You want that. So, you know, all the, the, the hatred against or the hating on T.O., I think it's unwarranted because the guy's a cool dude. He just wants the ball. He wants to be part of the offense. Mm-hmm. He wants to score points, and he wants to catch balls. And that's the man that can help you win the game. you got to throw it to him. If he tells you, hey, I'm one-on-one, I got the guy, throw the ball, the man is a, a, a freak of nature. He will get up there and get the ball. Ain't no cornerback going to take the ball out of his hands if he gets a, gets a hand on it. Throw him the ball. Exactly. And, and what the crazy part about it all is, you know, number one, we opened up the show talking about T.O. <laughs> I don't understand that one. But anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, the crazy part about it all is the fact of, you know, he 
at 36 can still change the game. And everywhere he's been, like take Philadelphia, for example, you know, T.O., pretty much him and Donovan got them to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or put them in a place to get to the Super Bowl during the regular season. And then in the Super Bowl, T.O. did his job coming off on the ankle surgery, did what he was supposed to do. And I honestly think that Super Bowl, Andy Reid is what stopped the Philadelphia Eagles from winning that Super Bowl. It wasn't mm-hmm. Donovan. It wasn't T.O. It wasn't the line. It was Andy Reid and the coaching staff. I honestly believe that's the reason why they would never win a Super Bowl when Andy Reid's the head coach because he didn't know what he was doing when, when he had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so that all, and that, but again, that's Donovan's fault and that's T.O.'s fault. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. yeah. And what else we got going on? Uh, the, the Brett Favre circus, is, I guess that started up. Children so took a visit oh. down to uh, Mississippi to, to visit Favre, and uh, basically what he said was, you fill in the blanks. <laughs> so, but you know what, though? On that part right there, you know, I don't understand simple fact because it doesn't make sense to me. You know, this man, number one, that's your quarterback. And National Football League, they're, you know, coaches and the players, they have a little, they have a mini friendship going on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They do have a boss, you know, player-coach friendship. But also some, when you Brett Favre been in the league for, you know, 86 years, you know, you have a you have a tendency of that same coaching staff. All of them on them from Mike Holmgren. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, Brad Bay, came from there. That Green Bay, Sam, that, Bill, that Bill Walsh umbrella. Mm-hmm. So you know, Brett Favre knows everybody. Knows mm-hmm. you know Andy Reid, which is Philadelphia. He knows uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Man, Mariucci, uh, Mariucci, uh, uh, children. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all Brad even, uh, and all. He knows all of them. So uh, you know, even Brad, Chuck- they go down there. Why not? Why wouldn't Brad go down there and see mm-hmm. Brett? Mm-hmm. You know, just go down there, check, see how he's doing, put him through a few drills, see how he's doing. Because, you know, going into camp, it's a, it, it benefits it benefits the, the the Minnesota Vikings because if Brett doesn't come in until, say, August 16th, now, during the first two weeks of camp, two and, two and a half weeks of camp, uh, Tavares Jackson and Sage Rosenfeld, they get all the reps. So now if something happens to Brett week three, week four, you've got guys who've been in the reps, been in the preseason games, have played the games, been in game situations, understand what's going on, they can come in and sit in for Brett, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. This is a blessing for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. That Brett takes his time getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your starter. He doesn't need to be there. He's been in that same system for, you know, like I said, 86 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he gives him up. It gives these other guys, Sage Rosenfeld and Tavares Jackson, opportunity to get reps, familiarize himself with the receivers and the line, and, you know, their reads and what they're supposed to do and be, to be successful and have the Vikings finally get over that hump and maybe get to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. We're about two minutes from break. Um, so what's, what's your week like, Ken? What's do all weekend? Oh, man, I just sat back and watched these summer league games all weekend, man. I mean, how, how impressive does not, – not John Wall. <laughs> how impressive is JaVale McGee on that team, though? I mean, that's been like the biggest shocker for me of the of the summer league. So it was very nice seeing him. And I don't know if you know uh, JaVale McGee is, but this is the son of Pam McGee, the USC great, WNBA great. Uh, her son, seven-footer, kind of reminds you of a Tyson Chandler, just seeing him going up, taking them balls from John Wall out of the air. I mean, this minute, this Washington team looked like it's going to be a, a fun team to watch. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun team to watch. So that's pretty much what I've spent my weekend doing. Yeah, I pretty much I understand what you're saying about that. We'll talk about that NBA a little bit later in the show. I don't think that I'm still against. I was still against that John Wall trade. I'm still against it. I don't think we need a John Wall. 
I think we covered that number one pick. Not only did a lot of other teams cover that pick, but I think they would have gave up a lot more for that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think we should have, you know, traded John, traded that pick away and got two, three veterans, and then maybe one or two draft choices. Um, that's just my mentality, my mindset on that. I'm, all, I'm looking at the future, not just next year. I don't think that, you know, a uh, point guard, a uh, rookie point guard, is going to help us when the NBA season starts. No, you still got to especially, especially in the East now. Yeah, you got Gilbert Arenas. I mean, that was. I mean, what you going to do? Play them both at the same time? You know, but Gilbert Arenas is a, is a shooting guard, and John Wall is a point guard. Mm-hmm. So that's our break. We'll be back in two minutes with Kwame Lassen, sometimes Rich Show with Ken from the AT. Let L. See y'all in two. Unstoppable, end up president, crease to the max, shine, shine jeans, converse chucks, belt buckle chain. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quantum Last of Sometimes Rich show with Ken from the ACL. Yeah, he was just playing all in my in my comeback. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get as many minutes as possible on the show, Kenny. <laughs> you know, so um, hey, the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, I heard some news this morning that uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but Mark, remember Mark Shamira, the guy who was in the hot tub with all those high school kid girls about yeah. a long time ago from the Packers. Yeah, um, he got inducted into the Packer Hall of Fame on what? Saturday. 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, um, I, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, remember numbers, now it was yeah. allegations, and he found, was found innocent of all those. So. Yeah, I mean, still, but th- those are some strong accusations, and you know, we know it was true, but. You know, does that really deserve you a place in the Packers Hall of Fame? I mean, because I, I, I thought going into Hall of Fame, you know, they look at what you do off the field versus uh, on the field as well. And if I have to look at what he did off the field, even though he was not allegedly convicted of anything, but still, you know, you, you still, you know, put a, a image out there that, you know, this well, is your again, if you Again, if you wasn't convicted, you wasn't, you're not guilty. You got to acquit if you can't convict. <laughs> you know, if you if glove don't fit, you must acquit. Quit. <laughs> I mean, again, he wasn't convicted, so mm-hmm. accusations was probably what they are, accusations. Mm-hmm. So you can, then that's, you know, again, as, as, as a society needs to understand that, you know, if the justice system, which is everybody's backbone in this society, if they find someone innocent, you got to get over that problem. Now, sometimes they find people guilty that shouldn't be guilty, Okay, then that's something that that person must keep fighting for to get it to clear his name and, and to be um, announced innocent. But again, if you accuse of something, you're and you accuse of something, and you're found innocent, then why do people still want to hold that against you? Mm-hmm. You know, Ray Lewis was found innocent of helping or being in a situation of killing that dude in the Super Bowl in two thousand ninety nine or whatever it was. Goes out the next year when the Super Bowl and get MVP of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and no one ever brings that back up about Ray Lewis. You know, but certain people, you know, when it comes to sex crimes, stuff like that, people can't get that over the, out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mark Schmier was was filmed, was, you know, in the bathroom or whatever the situation was, you know, it cost him his career in Green Bay. It cost him his career in the National Football League because of those accusations. Yeah. Because his but, career was really cut short. Yeah, but he still got a Super Bowl ring with Brett Favre, though. Yep. So can you take his on-the-field accomplishments away from letting him into the uh, the Hall of Packers Hall of Fame? No, you can't. You can't take that away because the man was a freak of nature on the football field. He was the best tight end in the whole NFL during that during that run with with the Packers. So I mean, what he did off the field, those it, it leaves a dark cloud over you, over your accomplishment. It did take you down, but. You know, like you said, you know, if you let the time go by, and then, of course, there was never a conviction there, you know, I guess there's really, you you can't, there's nothing you can say to keep this man out of there. But it still brings up, uh, you know, those questions when, we, you know, when, you, when people say, okay, we're going to let this man in the Hall of Fame. That cloud is going to come back, even though we haven't talked about this subject since the accusations came about uh, up, to, up to how many years ago. But now, look, now he has to go through and relive all this all over again. Something that yeah. he was probably trying to bury. Whoever the victims were in that case probably was trying to bury. Now that he's going to the Hall of Fame, his name is back out there, here comes the cloud again. True. I get it. But again, though, when, you, when, you, when you're brought back into the limelight of, for a positive reason, media and people, first thing they think about is the negative stuff that may have happened to you that they know about. It. Mm-hmm. So, again, he's going to have to deal with it, but yet... When it's all said and done, icing on of everything at cake is he's now in Lambeau Field, in the Lambeau, in the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. When people walk through Lambeau Field, they get to see Mark Shapiro. Mark Shamira is one of the best tight ends to ever play for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, so be it. Congratulations, Mark Shamira. You know, you you finally get, got rid of that cloud that was over your head in Green Bay. Uh-huh. 
Um, hey, Des Bryant is beginning his talks with the Cowboys. What you, how you feel about that Des Bryant situation? Des Bryant? They, they're going to give him a lot of money. How you feel about that? He's um, been talking to him right now about this contract. Yeah, um, I, give it to him. I mean, I know the man hasn't played football uh, in, uh, since his, uh, uh, his last year he played uh, at Oklahoma State his sophomore year, but the man is going to be probably one of the best receivers in the game here. Uh, you know, you talk about somebody who's considered like another T.O. Look at the body of work T.O. has put in over the years up until now. Uh, Des Bryant is going to be the same way. The man is a freak of nature, a physical specimen like T.O. So you know the man is going to bring it. He's going to give you, he's going to give you a career. He's going to give you the numbers. He's, he's going to be a game changer. This is somebody who can stretch the field. He can run those, uh, those, those slots like we were just talking about, stick him in the slot because he can, he can go across that middle and take on a, a linebacker. He has that physical strength to take out a safety. You know, he's going to be hard to bring down. The same way we just talked about with T.O., this man will be the exact same way. Pay the man. Lock him in. I feel you. I mean, that's what – I just, you know, I think that, you know, he's going to have to play a season before he get any kind of love from me, honestly. I think that, you know, to me, all these Dallas Cowboys fans are so excited about, you know, Des Bryant. You know, to me, it's about what, you're as good as what you did last year. I mean, he didn't play a whole lot last year. I don't think he played at all. They played the first two games last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he got suspended or whatever uh-huh. for whatever reason from the NCAA, which I think is a bunch of crooks anyway. Yeah, because he went to um, work out with Dion. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, you know, so let's get him in the season. Let's do what you're supposed to do before we hype him up as bad as everybody's hyping him up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this season. Uh-huh. Uh, one last question about the NFL before we jump into the AFC South I have for you is is Jamarcus Russell. He pleads, in, he pleads not guilty to a felony drug case charge. Some people are saying it's going to be white thunder because they really have nothing against him. Mm-hmm. It's just he's a, somebody that, they, that that was around it or whatever the situation may be. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I mean, does it sound like, you know, this was some type of setup, you know, because, I mean, come on, one bottle of coding in your refrigerator, and you talking about this was some type of ongoing investigation. If there was an ongoing investigation, ongoing investigation, wouldn't you be after the person that's supplying it, not somebody who has multi millions of dollars? I mean, remember this man raped the Raiders for over twenty, thirty million dollars over the last few years. So the man is a multi-millionaire, and only thing you got is one bottle of codeine. I think I'd be more concerned about the person that's supplying the codeine. I think I'll find maybe a, a couple of boxes more with that guy. But to bring all this to light over one bottle, come on, that that's that, that's petty right there. And and you know that definitely is petty. I think it's just you know. People just, you know, Jamarcus Russell, big name, media. They can get the, they can get that concern out in society a little bit more by using his name and make people quite, you know, understand this, the severity of this coding situation that's going on in the South. Mm-hmm. It's a big epidemic down there. You know, people are lacing cigarettes, lacing other things and stuff like that with this stuff, and it's not good for you at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's use it for bronchitis, you use it for medical situations, and that's supposed to be it. You know, it has its is downfall and back and effects too. So you got to be careful of what you do with this stuff. You know, you know he has. You know, they're saying some NFL teams are interested in him. They won't happen until you know mid training camp or after training camp. Also, the UFL team, the Omaha um, Nighthawks, own his rights. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see if he plays I in think the, US, go. the UFL this year. I he think should. he should go. I think he should go because I think he goes. He play because if just remember. 
if he goes and signs with, uh, say, uh, you know, maybe, you know, whoever was looking at him already before, the Jets or somebody, you know, it, it ain't going to really be a big deal. It ain't going to be a big contract. A lot of teams are probably scared off now because of the legal obligations now. But he goes to Omaha. He plays a year there. You know, that's a league where he can probably succeed. He shows off that he's still got the arm strength. You show up in shape. You know, you show up, you know, you're letting teams know, hey, I can show up disciplined with my weight because, as we can see now, we can probably see why the weight was on now because of the syrup. But, you know, he, get the, get, get the, get the uh, weight off of you, put the body at work in, show him you still got an arm, you can still play this game. I guarantee you have more offers next year, better offers next year from more teams next year uh, to, you know, have a chance to, you know, probably step back and start somewhere down the road or, you know, you'd be a lifetime backup. There you go. I, I feel you on that. I just think that if he can get some teams out there, they could use him mm-hmm. coming in, you know, to back up and get in the situation where the head coach is, you know, cemented in for a few years. Mm-hmm. You know, the offensive coordinator has been there for a few years. Mm-hmm. They, you know, let him, you know, he's not the fa- a fast guy, but he's a big guy. He can stay in that pocket and chunk it 100 yards down the field if he needs to. Mm-hmm. He needs to be in a, a positive situation. Mm-hmm. And how many teams out there really need a quarterback like that? You know, mm-hmm. it's few and far between, I think. I mean, you have some teams that who need quarterbacks, but you know they because of this past draft, some teams like Carolina solidified their quarterback by drafting Jimmy Clausen. You know, you got the Rams picking up Bradford. You know, you got the Lions last year picking up Matt Stafford. I mean, so you got quarterbacks who came out the last two to three years, along with Jamarcus Russell, who you know need who have are in the situation to help bring their team and put their team to be competitive within the National Football League. Oh, what teams out there need a quarterback? Yeah, and and somewhere where he can go and sit sit down for a couple of years, you know. And I, I mean, I think perfect situations. Seattle, Matt Hasselbeck. I was just thinking Seattle too. Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. He don't got too much, you know, uh, 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 tenure left there. I mean, I, I, right. I'd give him maybe one or two more years, and they're going to be looking for a future quarterback. Go to Seattle, Matt Leinart, Arizona. I'm not really sold on Matt Leinart still. Who's your backup right, no. there? I give no Matt Line a right. couple more years, and hey, if you don't make it, snatch him. That's a perfect situation. So there's mm-hmm. teams out there where it might be a perfect situation for this man to go, but still, this man needs to show that he wants to be in the NFL and can stay out of trouble and go show off that he still has it. Go to Omaha. I don't think he should be signing right away to a uh, – I don't even think he's going to really sign, but I think Omaha is where he needs to go. Right, and, you know, I, I just don't understand the fact that I'm going to – we got a couple minutes, two minutes of break. Um, I don't understand these NFL guys, these guys who made it to that promised land so far in in, in, in football world. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the promised land. That's where everybody wants to get to. That's when you're starting pop one league at eight years old. You know, everybody puts on that board where you want to accomplish in football. I want to be in the National Football League. That's something you get opportunity to do that, and you don't cherish that opportunity. Yes, they're paying you money. They're paying you millions and millions and millions of dollars. But there's guys out there who do it for hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. because they just want to be in. They love playing the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just don't understand the simple fact that these guys don't they don't cherish that moment, the opportunity they're given, and they uh, need to. I, I hate, 30 seconds from break. Yeah, and I hate the way he go, go about doing it, but, I mean, you've got to look at somebody like Ricky Williams. Did you see the Ricky right. Williams 30 on 30? He loved playing the game. The man stated, hey, I'll play it for free. I mean, of course, it'd be – Dumb. Not See y'all too, on the flip but, side but, of this break. We'll be back. <laughs> Shine, John James, Converse Chucks, Bill Buckle Shane. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan, or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. Well, hey, we're back, we're back, we're back. Welcome to the corner last one. We're back, welcome to the corner last one. Sometimes Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We're back. We're going to talk. We're going to jump right into some National Football League news right now. What we're going to go over divisions. Last week we went over. What division we go over last week? It's been so such a long ago. Yeah. AFC East. We mm-hmm. AFC East last week. This week we're doing AFC South. Yes. Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee, and Jackson. They all finish in that order in the AFC South. Indianapolis is fourteen and two. Houston nine and seven, their first winning record ever. 
Tennessee eight and eight after Vince Young comes in after they go what start two and six or something like that and they go six and two mm-hmm. um, behind Chris uh, behind the VY Express and Chris Johnson. And then you got Jacksonville who finished seven and nine. Jack Rio, I think, saved his job by winning the last two games at the end of the season last year. So, what's your thought process on the AFC South, Ken? Uh, well, you know, cream of the crop still has to go through uh, Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis is, is poised to win it again. Of course, I, I really don't didn't see anybody make uh, a move to to really stop the Indianapolis Colts from winning that division. Uh, can they challenge them? I mean, maybe for an AFC wild card. Yeah, you got a couple of teams that can challenge for an AFC wild card. But as far as beating the Colts for the for the division, nobody didn't make a significant move for that. It'll still be the Colts. I um I'm looking over these standings right now, you know. Uh you got Houston with a four and four home record, Tennessee with a five and three home record, Jacksonville with a five and three home record. Um Houston had a better road record than they had home record. And you know, Tennessee and Jacksonville they really, they were sub five hundred teams on on the road, but the Colts, you know, seven and one at home, seven and one on the road. They beat everybody in the division, six and one in the division. You know, if you're going to win the AFC South again, like you said, when I mean, you started off that conversation, this is uh, you got to go to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You got to get on that bus and drive to Indianapolis because that's where it really is. But we know when the offense is scoring 416 points and your defense is only giving up 307 with a with a plus 109 ratio, you know that's not a, a bad situation. You know, the offense will score points. The only question I have with that offense right now is can Joseph Adas stay healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Reggie Wayne, is he going to sit out preseason? Mm-hmm. He, all of a sudden, now he wants more money. He's making $5.5 million, and yet you still want more money? Do you think you're going to get paid before Peyton Manning? Uh-uh. Ain't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Mathis wants money up front, mm-hmm. wants to get some more, change his contract. There's so many people who try to change contracts. Now, not even realizing that, you know, it's not going to happen, fellas. You know, you got to let Peyton Manning get his money because that's who the, the face of the National Football League and the Indianapolis Colts is Peyton Manning. Let him get his money and go from there. Then everything will just dwindle down to everybody else. Yeah, and this man is, is probably going to go down, and, and when he retires, is probably one of the one of the, if not the greatest quarterback in NFL history. So he's going to get his money. This is the man who's the only three-time uh, NFL MVP. Yeah, he's going to win, win a few more before he retires on top of that. So you got to pay this man. Uh, I mean, whatever the holdup is, I don't know if it's Sam Bradford's contract. I'm pretty sure they want to wait to see what he's going to get because uh, I believe uh, Manning has a clause that says that he has, you know, he has to be the highest-paid quarterback. Deservingly so. Highest paid uh, player in the NFL, deservingly so. So pay the man. Exactly. Reggie Wayne and Robert Mathis, them two, they still got two years left on their deal. You're not the face of the uh, of the Indianapolis Colts, okay? So you guys need to go ahead, stop uh, skipping out on minicamp and get yourselves in the camp, get yourselves in the training camp when it starts here soon, and, and then worry about your contract after Manning. That's what I'm not understanding. Dude, you can pay $5.5 million. Yes, Reggie Wayne, I love you because I'm about you. You're my number one fantasy receiver for the last three years, and I draft you every year, and I'm gonna draft you again this year. But still, the point I'm trying to make is you're still making five and a half million dollars. You know, yes, you have over 100 receptions. You know, you're leading receiver on on the team. You know, more yard as yardage and receptions. I understand that, but 
come on, dude. Play the season. Then after this year, then let your work speak for itself. Then you'll get that money going in your last year, your last deal. I'm sure the Colts and Peyton don't want to lose you next season. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna pay you that money, get you an ex- extension, three to four year extension, paying you know sixty seventy million dollars for those three or four years, and make you one of the highest paid receivers in the National Football League. But let it happen. Don't don't miss out on training camp. Mm-hmm. Don't miss out on games because to me it doesn't make sense. It makes you look mm-hmm. like a selfish baby more so than an athlete. Yeah. And the problem with the problem with the National Football League is is everybody's always upset about money, 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 money. But if you manage your money and did what you're supposed to do, you should want to play not football for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. Because when you retire, 20, 10 years after you retire, when you can't walk, when you can't move, when you're having muscle joint and bone problems, you're going to be wanting more money from the National Football League. And do you deserve it then? Damn, my answer is no. Because you're getting all your money up front. Mm-hmm. So my, my thought process is shut up, play the game, let your actions speak volume actually speak volumes for you mm-hmm. and then from that point on you'll get or you deserve any amount of money they give you and again when i say that i'm not talking about the guys who retired from the national football league 10 12 years ago who wasn't making the money that's afforded to the athletes now so i'm talking about the guys now who are getting five and a half million dollars for playing 16 games of football mm-hmm. or eight 20 games of football you know you're getting all this money Enjoy the money, but just do what you're asked to do. Mm-hmm. When your contract is up, honor the contract. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows your last year of your contract, teams, either they want to sign you or they're going to trade you, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I wrong? You're right. You're right. So basically, the, the Colts, I mean, from a team standpoint, we both agree that they're going to win the division. There's really nothing standing in the way. It's just a money problem with this team right now. Just guys are just being greedy. Right, I mean, but I still think they're going to show up, though. So you know, that's it. I think they're going to. I don't. The only team in that division that I see that can honestly beat the Colts this year, they won't go six zero in that division again this year. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be Tennessee and Houston. Houston's one of the most high 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 powered offenses in the National Football League. You know, they could put up three hundred eighty eight points last year offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee put up three hundred fifty four points, leading Russia with two thousand and six yards last season. You know, he put up over 2,500 yards in Chris Johnson. Vince Young, Vince Young opens it up for Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Chris Johnson opens it up for Vince Young. Because you got, your safeties can't just go over top and come down and fill the hole because if they, they don't play backside, Vince Young going to kill you. Mm-hmm. If you, the defensive ends don't on the backside, the, the, Vince Young going to hurt you all day. He's going to be running up and down on you. You know, and Houston, you got, you know, you got Steve Slayton, you got, um, uh, Matt Shaw, got Andre Johnson, you got a high power offense that you know you need. They toss the ball around like it's nothing, mm-hmm. and they win. Ga- they know how to win games. You know them having their first. They taste success last season, having their first winning season, mm-hmm. nine and seven. So we'll see how they do this year. Yeah. And as a, as a running back tr- uh, tr- uh, t- tandem that you need, of course you need a you know two back system these days. Uh, I think Tennessee. I mean not Tennessee. I think the Texans, Houston Texans. Got three good running backs there that can actually uh, definitely challenge Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, I mean, I doubt that they'll win the division, but they can possibly well, they split them. They can Ryan possibly Motes. split them one-one with with, ten, with uh, Indianapolis. Well, Houston just released Ryan Moats, which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. But they got um, Arian Foster, the rookie that came out of Tennessee last year, and that guy is a beast. And then they drafted yeah, again, uh, not Big Ben out of Auburn. Huh? 
He's not proven in the National Football League. Who, Arian Foster? Yeah. No, he played the last uh, few games, and he was very impressive. Yeah, again, I mean, he played the last few games last year. I remember because a few of my guys on the fantasy team, they, they were scooping him up. Mm-hmm. He played him, but I want to see what he can do for a full season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a, he's a, and he's a pounder. He's not Steve Slayton, who you know, who's just pretty much is a burner. Because you can see Steve Slayton one hit, and he's down for the count. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, you know, he played that West Virginia spread offense too, so that yeah, it's not like that helped him any all, at all either. And he's a little guy. I mean, you talk about Arian Foster's a big, big kid. He's uh, about five eleven, go about two twenty five. And then you got Ben Tate out of Auburn who came in. He's what six one, two thirty five. Kind of reminds you of a Herschel Walker. And very impressive in the uh, in the combines. He ran a at his weight, at his height. I mean, do ran with a four point six, four point eight, which was very impressive uh, for a big running back uh, that that big. I think uh, out of all the big backs, they, that he was the fastest. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, take some of that load off of Steve Slayton. Steve Slayton, maybe you can move Steve Slayton to like a Reggie Bush type mode. Uh, you know, third down back, uh, uh, throw him out, throw it out to the slot. So he's, he can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield better than anybody on that team. Um, so you know, that's something that we, we might be looking at this year. And then Jacksonville, I just don't, you know, I don't know where they're going. You know, David Gerard, Adam Carroll. They, well, you know, again, you know, you got you know MJD. You know, he he's a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who they really – they don't really have any, you know, legit receivers on that team. No, you you got rid of um, Matt Jones and Corey Holt Jones, you know. Um, you know, Clarence Denmark, Jared mm-hmm. Dillard, Jason Harmon, Nate Hughes, mm-hmm. you know, Kareem Osgood, you played for the set. Before, you know, I'm charged a couple of years ago. And what was the Mike disappointment the guy came out of Minnesota that he uh, sent down there? Minnesota. Yeah, the the, the receiver they can't uh, the uh, they sent from the Vikings down there who uh, was a, a first round pick. He oh, just, Troy Williamson. Yeah, just that's such yeah. a disappointment. You know, you got Mercedes Lewis and Zach Miller who are two very good tight ends, mm-hmm. and Ernest Wolford. So you know, you got the tight end situation going, and your running back situation. You know, is 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 not a bad situation. You know, with Maurice Jones Drew, you know, that's pretty much all you have. And he has Rashad Jennings out of Liberty. You know, don't know what he's going to do this year. You know, Greg Jones can play fullback and running back, so that's a plus for you. So we're about one minute from break. Um, when we come back, we're going to close the show up. Another point, got three and a half minutes on our last segment mm-hmm. for some reason. It's supposed to be a 15-minute segment. We get three and a half minutes. Oh, yeah. We've got uh, so, Tennessee and uh, Tex- uh, Texas, or is Tennessee uh, uh, finishing out the show? Yep. So when we come back, we'll see you all on the flip side of this break in about two minutes. Unstoppable, end up president, crease to the max, shine John jeans, converse chucks, belt buckle chain. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's out the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports 
Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lama Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports segment of the Kwame Lassen and Rich, well, sometimes Rich show with Ken from ATL. We were just talking about, we're on the AFC South, breaking it down this week, um, getting ready to put NFL training camps starting next week, actually, and some of them might start this weekend. We were just talking about, we think that the Indianapolis coach is going to take the division, followed by Tennessee, Houston, and the bottom as well is going to be Jacksonville. Ken, off air, you were talking about Jacksonville? Yeah, Jacksonville. I mean, this is a team that went 11 and 5 a few years ago that some a lot of experts had picked to actually go to the uh, AFC uh East and uh championship game and actually win and could possibly end up in the Super Bowl. But they've been such a disappointment over the last few years since then. I mean, do you put the blame on the coach Jack Del Rio? I mean, I was, I was surprised that he wasn't uh, fired after this year. A lot of people wanted his head on the chopping board. Yeah, that, I, that's true. I just that situation, you know, about you know everybody looking at a coach, looking at a coach. Yes, number one, a coach is supposed to put you in a situation to be successful, as always. A coach is supposed to prepare you for the upcoming games, the seasons. Supposed to, you know, again, you know, supposed to be probably the best talent evaluator there is. But since some coaches really don't have a say so who you draft and who you sign, it's all about the general managers and the owners who want this and want that in the National Football League. To me, it's like while looking at Jack Del Rio, you know, quarterback, he didn't ask, he didn't, number one, he didn't, he didn't draft, uh, Fire Leftwich, he didn't draft David Gerard. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the only thing he really has is Maurice Jones Drew. You know, it's not his fault that Matt Jones was a co-kid. <laughs> you know, it's not his fault that, uh, the other guy, uh, the other guy from USC they picked up at one time didn't pan out, you know, it ain't his fault that Fred Taylor was injury prone and had to leave. Only thing that's his fault is that Maurice Jones Drew is one of the best fantasy running backs in the National Football League. 
Um, but again, sometimes you gotta look at other people. The coach doesn't. The coach can only do so much. When once the kids get between those lines, it's out of the coach's hands. It really is. They put you in position to be successful, but the players gotta play. The players gotta play for every whistle, mm-hmm. and every down, and do what they're supposed to do. And a lot of times, those players don't. And when you try to cut those players, get rid of those players, then you got the player union, you got the the the, the media. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And because these players need kind of wake up call sometimes. I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not the coach's situation. It's not the coach's problem. It's the players. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes as, as players, players need to realize and know their role. And they, sometimes they just don't. Mm-hmm. They really don't. And most of these players are unmotivated. You know, the, the, and it's the coach that, you know, who has to motivate them. And I think that's what coaches get looked at is right there. when They're not able to motivate a player. But why do you got to motivate a player to go out there and play for $5 million a year? Give me a hundred thousand dollars. I'll show you I'll go out there and knock everybody around out there and I don't even pay. Well, no, no, a hundred thousand dollars ain't no money. League minimum is like two forty eight or two fifty eight or something like that. So you don't want to sh- sell yourself short, Ken. Yep. But the problem is is why motivate somebody who's supposed to be doing something they love to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it's I you know, it's like in the arena game, these kids some kids are making they go from two hundred bucks a game to two thousand dollars a game in arena football. Okay, that's from the minor leagues all the way up to the televised Friday night football team, the football games, okay? Motiv- those motiv- you know the motivation for those guys is getting to the National Football League. That's their motivation because they do they play football just because they, wanna, they love the game and they love the camaraderie and they love the, the fun of it. And, you know, for $1,200 a game, you can get me to play. $1,500 a game, you can get me to play. For a million dollars a season, you can get me to play. League minimum, you can get me to play. Like you said, get yourself a play. So on, every Tuesday, you get a paycheck from your from your team. In some cases, it's one hundred eighty thousand dollars. In some cases, it's three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, whatever the situation may be, and that's an exaggeration. But enjoy that check. That's what you should be looking forward to every Tuesday. Is that check? And every day and every second you get on that football field, you should be playing balls to the wall. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And when you don't play like that, you're not only selling yourself short, you're selling the other 53 guys on the roster short, you're selling the coaching staff short, mm-hmm. you're selling the owner short, and you're selling your fans short. Yeah. And so you're selling you can't yourself short because when you, get, when you get cut, guess what? Teams go, go straight away from you because the first thing they're going to say is, you know, we can't get this guy motivated. Why are we going to pick this guy up when we can't motivate? You, you're all, you're, you wasn't even motivated at your, your, your last team. Why would we want to pick right. you up? Why would we want to pay you all this much money now? So you just blew an opportunity to make more money with your old team, and now you're going to another team where you think you go get more, and you're not. And and the best and the bad thing about it is, is pay me. Everybody talking about pay me money, pay me money. Pay. Why don't you be consistent and get the money? Back in the day, people didn't get paid big contracts until they were consistent, consistently doing stuff the right way. You know, and that's when they got money and they got certain amounts of money. It wasn't mm-hmm. what they're getting down there. Yeah, everybody sitting here fussing about money, like Reggie Wayne, that just, but to Chris Johnson, yeah, he was going to make $500,000 this year. He, they needed to, to change, some, change some of his uh, escalated contracts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like they did. I think that was a good deal for Tennessee mm-hmm. to do that. I did, again, my whole situation right now is on the National Football League and the coaches and the players. is co- Owners, let the coaches coach. Players need to play football. And enjoy the game and, and, and 
Because you're supposed, you're supposed to be in love with the game since you were eight years old, seven years old, playing Pop Warner. Continue to be in love with the game and keep doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't do it. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Don't understand it. Yeah. Don't understand it all. Yeah, and you you mentioned Tennessee there. Uh, that's who uh, we we got to finish up with there. I mean, I mean, good job for uh, Tennessee coming up with the money to pay this guy a little bit more than half a million dollars for this year after what he did. Um, does he deserve a big payday now? No, give him one more year. So, but two point five million play this year. Uh, you know, that was a good deal for Tennessee. I think that was a good deal for both ends really to get him. You know, get himself back in the camp though. Um, well, Ken, you, when you when you want a two million dollar pay raise. Of course I would, you know, but for me to say I want to go out there, I want $30 million or something I'm not showing up, that's unfair to your fans, that's unfair to your teammates. Like you said, the other 53 guys out there, like, okay, yeah, yeah you had a good year, okay, but, you know, come help us win. Come come show them that they can commit $30 million up front to you on a long-term deal. Come show us that you can do it again. You don't even got to rest for 2000 Give me 1400 1500 yards, I guarantee you he's still going to get the payday. Almost definitely. Yeah. But show up and help us win this year. I mean, this team, you know, you talk about a team that that started out 2-6 and behind Kerry Collins, and you get, uh, you know, you – Vince Young back in the lineup. You get you go six and two. Um, you 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 finish five hundred. You saved a season that should have been just uh, that. I mean that should have been an awful season for this team. You know, but yep. Vince Young saved them. You was a big part of that, Chris Johnson. But get in there and help this team win now. Don't That's don't it. start out having this team starting out like they did last year because as you know, a, a few games lost in the beginning of the season could cost you the playoffs. That is so true. That is so true. Hey, we're a couple minutes from break, about one minute from the end of the show. What's on your agenda for this weekend, Ken? Oh, man, I'm just going to be picking back up with these uh, summer league games and, uh, you know, just uh, just getting ready for, uh, you know, training camp, really. I'm, I'm just excited getting ready for training camp. I'm going to go, try to go down to the uh, Falcons uh, training camp when they start here uh, coming up and uh, go see how them boys look. Okay, well, yeah, I got, um, you know, we start, we go to football, high school football starts for me August 10th. Mm-hmm. So just doing weight conditioning with those guys and hanging out with my players and getting ready to rock and roll and, you know, talking to a few indoor football teams about head coaching positions also. So I got a busy schedule going on and a lot of things in my on my neck of the woods. Uh-huh. Don't know what happened to Kwame today. He's somewhere, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. He'll call and let us know what's going on. Uh-huh. He'll be back next week. Uh, hey, make sure everybody log on to our uh, fan page on Facebook. Final last of sometimes rich show on Facebook. Become a fan, like it. Listen, I know there's only three of y'all listening to our show. We appreciate all three of y'all. <laughs> um, one one of these days we'll give y'all a gift or something, you know, pencil or pen or something like that. Um, <laughs> next week, I guess we'll pick back up on the NFL. So a few guys, a few teams should be in camp. I don't know what division we'll talk about, but I want to talk about next week about Jay Cutler and uh, teaming up with, Mark, with Mike March and maybe having the greatest show on turf out yeah. there in Chicago. Yeah, I think I we haven't see. did the uh, AFC West either in the NFC South, right? No, we haven't. So we need yeah. to get one. We get you one other one of those. I just think I want to talk about Chicago next week. I'm excited about Jay Cutler and and Mike March finally teaming up. And then the best thing about that is that everybody that was on that that Rams team coaching staff wise, mm-hmm. with the exception of of Dick Vermeil, is on that Bears team. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is so true now. Yeah, and you know, and Marinelli's calling the defense. Marinelli was on that Rams team mm-hmm. under uh, under um, Lovey Smith and with Mike Marks. That's going to be interesting to see how everything finally drill, everything gels in this year for the for the um, Chicago Bears and a healthy and a healthy Erlacher. 
Yes, but I do think that Devin Hester as a as a receiver is a is a is a mistake. Yes, it is. Um, I think the only thing he can do is return punts and return. So that's our show for today. Thank you all for listening to the Quantum Last and Sometimes Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. Yes, sir. We will see y'all holler at all next week. Peace. Peace. And Dubs President, Chris to the max, Sean John James, Converse Chucks, Bill Buckle Shane. Lyrically, I speak on them. You can call me Jim, I let my Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.